hey, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about every show, but I really this show because I'm talking to a good friend. I'm talking to Damon John. And Damon's a good friend. We've been living in the same building together. We office in the same offices together now. And over the last six, eight years, we've become a good friend. We got introduced mutually by another author and speaker, which is apropos because we're doing this interview live on stage and this discussion on stage at the C-Suite Network Thought Summit for the C-Suite Advisors and C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. And this is where we gather together by invitation a couple hundred authors, speakers, consultants, and trainers to talk about the business of the business of being a thought leader. Okay, And so who better to have? than Damon John, because Damon's going through this. I mean, not only is he a business icon with FUBU and all the other stuff he's done in his life, but uh, he's also now, you know, author of this great new book called Rise and Grind. And so I wanted to have a, a, a advanced copy, which he gave to me. I bought for the entire audience and I'm going to be giving out some more coming up because he's just a great author, great insights, great lessons, and we're talking about it on stage. And you get to hear it right here in this interview, and you're going to love it. I did. So without further ado, let me introduce my good friend, the shark, Damon John. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. This is early morning for you, isn't it? This is... uh... (laughs) Very early. Yeah. Very early. But I don't don't go to bed till some... No, late. Three, four o'clock. I know. You text me really late a lot of time. Yeah. Is it... Let me ask you a question. Is it easier being in business or being a celebrity? Um... Well, you know, uh, being a... I don't want to call myself a celebrity. No, but you are. Come on. A notable person, right? Um, Being a notable person, it depends on... I mean, I, I consider you as well... It depends on if you're in control of your destiny. So being an entrepreneur, you're in control of your destiny. Right. You fail right. or you succeed regardless. When you have to depend on other people's outlets, such as ABC or uh, other things, it's harder because you're not, as, as, as us entrepreneurs, you know, listen, so basically when, when you they call- you don't, you don't get to call the shots, right? Hey, when they call me and say, hey, here's your schedule, like, fuck you. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> And they so, do do that, right? Yeah. And, no, it, they and, do do that. And then they'd be like, you remember you got a contract? You're like, oh. But so it, I think it, it, it's more challenging, I think, being at the mercy of somebody else's schedule. So I think this is kind of interesting. Because, I mean, because you are a big shot. You're a big shot with the show, the whole bit. You comfortable? You want to yeah, I just want to look at you. All right. A little bit. This is All what right. happens with us, though. There you go. So, yeah, good, brother. So when, let me ask this question, though. When no, Most people don't know this. Like, when I had my show, right, mm-hmm. you've got this show, and I've got speeches booked. Yeah. And they say, you're filming next week. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. They, I mean, they give you kind of a window, but they're always behind. Well, they right? also give you an option. They kind of say, hey, can you make it down to Good Morning America here, this and that? And yeah. first of all, you want to do it. If you're doing something you love, you want to do it. Um, but well, it's also, good for business, too. Yeah, but also if you don't, if every time they call, you don't make it down, sooner or later they're going to stop calling, aren't they? Yeah. So uh, it's just like anything. You have a customer. They're, they're a customer, right? A customer keeps calling you and say, I need you to fix this. Help me with this. And you say, I'm busy. What's going to happen? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Do you, do you find that? Um, do you find the... I, I know you said notable person, but it's a celebrity. It's like, we'll call it fame. 
Should yeah. we call it fame? That's right, yeah. Because yeah, you can have fame or fortune. Which would you have? Which would, having fame and fortune, which would you rather have? I would probably have being notable and or fame, I think, because you can then, you can then climb through different areas of business. But I don't know. It's, it's probably about the same because if I had fortune, then I have the, the access to have staff and or the ability to educate myself in different pockets of things going. So it's, it's kind of right in the middle. It's, it's tough. Well, yeah. once you have it. Nobody's ever asked me that. That's well, well, I, I always tell I always tell people that most people have to choose the, between the two. Because my agent yeah. uh, first said that to me. He says, "What do you want?" And I said, "Both." He goes, "You can't have both. Pick yeah. one." I said, "Well, then I want I want fortune." Yeah. And he goes, "Why?" I said, "Because if I have the fortune, if I do a really good job at what I do, which is what I think you've done, yeah, I get the fame for free. I, I or I, I can buy it. I might have to right? agree because you know what? If you were a one hit wonder, right, and or you had fame for certain reasons, and then it goes away, it's 10 times harder for you to be respected and or yeah. people don't even want to associate with you anymore because you were the has-been, yeah. right? You just that one thing. Yeah, but if you, have, uh, if you have access to capital and things like that, you can allow yourself to make mistakes and bring other people around. Has the, that's, a, that's a great way of, of saying it. How about, do you think the shark, just being the shark and being part of that whole thing has limited you or helped you? Oh, it's helped me by far. Um, you know, prior to that, I was the the fubu guy, and people would think that I was just going to come into the room and with gold teeth and start break dancing or something like that, and baggy jeans on. And and now they, you know, they they look at me as uh, you know just a business person who ha who understands the fundamentals of business. Uh, so many many other doors have opened. I mean, I traveled the world with President Obama. I went with him to Kenya and Cuba. I wouldn't have done that the fubu guy. Yeah. Um, so well, you, you might know, have it just been tougher, man. Well, I'd have been just dressing him that was a little bit. <laughs> but uh, um, oh, you think he'd be wearing that stuff? You know, the first time Seriously? I ever met him was prior to him becoming president. Yeah. And he said to me, and I'm walking in a room, and he goes, "The greatest entrepreneur of our time." I started looking around for Henry Ford or <laughs> Rockefeller, somewhere like that, and he was looking at me. But I guess he's yeah. a politician. That's why he was so good at he it. Was he was good because I heard him in the corner. The you know, two minutes later, the greatest entrepreneur of our time to somebody else. So I was like, all right. <laughs> And that was for Mark Cuban, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you get along with them all? The sharks? No, yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah. Yeah, is there anyone you don't get along with? I mean, like Mr. Wonderful. I would think he'd be a pain in the ass to be along. But, but I know you're good friends, and he's a decent guy. He should have ran for I prime get... minister, by the way. He did. Well, he, he started. Yeah, kind he of started. Thing, and then he kind of gave it well, up. Because I was going up to a fundraiser, and they canceled Because uh, they, they, they saw in the polls he was almost tied with somebody else, but then, you know, in, in, in that... Providence, he didn't speak French, and they knew that he was going to lose because of that, right? Um, I mean, you know politics better than I do. Um, I get along with every single one of them. Um, we all have our different... I'm, I'm like the jelly in a moron sandwich with all these sharks here. Like, Robert's kids and my kids hang out, they go away for the summer together. I go to Barbara's beach house all the time. I hang out with Barbara. Um, you know, Kevin, I take him to the most ghetto clubs in the world. Yeah. And they love it. Like, I mean, it is... It is 99.9% of black people in that club, and he's walking in there go, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Wonderful. He loves that shit. Yeah. That's like, what's that? What was that movie that, uh, that, that had the, the, the black comedian who had to go into a white guy's body? That had to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that and movie. And they rub it. I don't know why. They just rub his head when he, when he walks by. Do they really? A lot of people, yeah. And he likes it. <laughs> I'm sure he would. 
Hey, speaking about, you know, being wonderful, okay, and, you know, famous or maybe the downside, but one of the downsides or upsides about being famous, you got to dress it. So I got to tell you, I'm loving my newest sponsor right here in all business, Institu. They have specialized in custom tailored menswear for the modern gentleman. And I'm sorry, ladies, this is just for the guys, okay? I, you know, I'm not wearing dresses. I'm wearing nothing but stylish clothes. And so these, these are the folks that do it. Institu. In Stitch You. That's who they are. And I tell you what, they take your measurements, they're saved online. It makes ordering a breeze. I go back and I need new shirts. I want a different color shirt. I click on it, I pick it, and they send it to me. Within days, I get this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's just, I mean, I'm never buying anything off the rack again. In fact, they give you a perfect fit guarantee, which they'll they'll alter the garment. They'll remake it. They'll refund it. Although, I got to tell you, they took the measurements. I did the measurements. I sent them in. The clothes came back perfect. Didn't have to alter one thing. It was like they were painted on. And man, do I look great. I love it, man. So I'm never buying off the rack again. So visit, visit them. Okay. In, that's I-N stitch, S-T-I-T-C-H U.com. That's it. And start looking better today. You're going to look like Damon. You can look like, you know, Jeffrey Hazel. That's, you talk about styling. And don't forget, use a promo code C-Suite New York. That's C-Suite, S-U-I-T-E, C-S-U-I-T-E-N-Y, to get two free shirts when you spend 499 So there you go. That's worth a couple hundred bucks right there, my friend. Let's take it back. Hey, what's the downside? Come on, let's talk about it. Everybody in this, almost everybody in this room, seriously, if, they, if I really got down it and we took off, the, we took off all the, the, the bravado that we have, yeah. would say, hey, they would love to be in your shoes. But, you know, I know you, and I know there's some downside to this thing. So I, I think the downside is just a little more of what the people in this room already experience. Everybody else in the world thinks that, that, that aren't necessarily doing as well or your level think that you walk on water and you have absolutely no problems. Uh, you become a shrink most of the time to people. Um, the demand on you was so crazy that you sacrificed your family, your health, and uh, your time work, uh, time life balances always super challenging. Um, you also get drowned in opportunity. There are so many things so many out things. there that if you're not focused on it, uh, on the one thing, then you're just spreading yourself too thin. Um, now, on my side, the only other thing is that you, I obviously uh, am, could be wrongly judged by absolutely strangers who, uh, you know, I have to watch my families uh, be very careful. You know, I'm on TV giving away a half a million dollars a, a week. That's very dangerous when you think about having, uh, you know, uh, three little girls, uh, three daughters. Yeah, kidna- what, kidnapping, extortion? Kidnapping, extortion. Harm of nature. any kind. Huh? There's any kind of harm. But, you know, what's, what's worse than that? I mean, that's a clear thing that's breaking the law. But how many people are, which I keep them private, but how many people are just trying to utilize them to get access to their father or think that there's yeah. something else, right? You yeah. become you become in the shadows of your father. Or your friends. I mean, yeah. look, people come to me all the time and want me to, I, I, I'm very picky about how yeah. I send things over to you. How, so, but I also know your team. you got a really good team, yeah. right? And, and it's a very eclectic team. Yeah. It, your, your team is extremely sure. eclectic, from, yeah. cha- from Cham all the way through to Ted. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty hip-hop, but also button-down kind of team, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, how, did you, how, did you, how do you structure that? How do you structure that? Because you, you, do, you do with, with, with Shark Tank, and everybody just send you all kinds of every fucking yeah. crazy idea there is, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, truly, they yeah. are. Yeah. How, do you, how do you weave through what's good and what's bad? 
extremely hard. I have to I have to not have almost like buyer's remorse. Like, you know, you go to a store, you see a pair of shoes, you buy it, then you never use them. So I like to go to the store, see a pair of shoes. If I'm still thinking about it a week later, I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to fit within the portfolio. I have to like the uh, the entrepreneur that's doing it, and I have to feel like the team has a bandwidth to do it. And it doesn't mean that I'm successful in that because I know I spread my team very, very thin. Um, but um, and, and sometimes they bring things to me, and I say, okay, go ahead and do it if you think this will work because, you know, I'm supposed to be uh, Batman there, Robin, but you also need to be Robin to the to your team who's Batman in certain areas, right? Because so, they're good at what they do. They're good at what they do. If you if you hire a whole bunch of people, you know, dumber than you, then you you got a bigger problem, you know. And we've done that, huh? You've done that. We we've all done that. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Yeah. What was the stupidest deal you ever did? Oh, uh, because I got one on your list. Stupidest deal that I've ever done. Yeah. I, you know what? I'll be very honest. I can't say what's the stupidest deal I've ever done. I just, had, I just had the stupidest partners. Actually, I'll tell you the stupidest deal I ever did. I'll tell you the stupidest deal I ever did, and it ended up working out for me. You know, and there was a guy who came on the show called Maury. He that was a, the one. <laughs> so you know was, what it was. I know exactly yeah. what it was. Maury came on. He had a Hanukkah tree topper. This is for Hanukkah tree topper. Go get one now. It's holidays. <laughs> it's for mixed faith families. You know, uh, Jewish and you know Catholics, and if you really look at it, we're number people. Number people in this room. I mean, there's only 15 million Jews. How many of them married to a Catholic person? And if that's the case, you buy it one time, and you don't got to buy it again. So well, unless we, you're divorced. So we sold like, nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but but when you did that deal, and I met Maury, yeah, and yeah. I've met Maury, and and you and I talked about. It, I said you did the deal. Nah, it wasn't about the tree. What wasn't about the tree topper? He was a killer, killer salesperson, and he's now my head of sales. See? Um, so it, what? So the deal got you the person. I also had a personal... I mean... When my, when my father left when I was 10, my mother, uh, my, my stepfather happens to be of the Jewish faith. So I did realize from a personal aspect how valuable that was. Um, so you bought three of them. Yeah, I bought three. <laughs> uh, but more had been absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, and I said to him, I said, why would you make such a stupid product? Yeah. And he was like, well, why did you invest in such a stupid product? Because he wanted to work for me too. So yeah. it was fine. Yeah. You find, but you find deals that come to you that way, right? It, it starts off like this and then... Because you and I tried to do a couple things together where we yeah. found out, eh, that didn't work. Let's just go do this or other time-wise. Yeah. But, but what happens if you meet good people and synergistically, 80% of my staff started as uh, interns. Um, and that's how it's been for the last 20 years. Hey, we find out a lot of people start as interns and it's good to have that. And so starting your own business doesn't have to be a difficult endeavor. Investing in a franchise, that's a great way. It's almost like being an intern because they teach you all the great things you need to know. They've got the book. You open up the book, you follow the book, you make money. That's what happens. It's a great way to, to have a rewarding career, financial freedom, and owning your own business. That's why investing in Liberty Tax Service franchise makes great sense. I love these folks. They provide a strong support system, ongoing training, marketing support, national brand awareness. Do I need to go on? I'm telling you, I could go on forever because I truly do. I like franchises. I like things that you can step and repeat. And you know what? I like taxes because they're always around. You're going to, it's like death and taxes ain't going away. So if you, I'd prefer to be in the tax side than the death side. So there you go. So find out about becoming a franchisee at libertytaxfranchise.com. Now, let's get in and start talking about how to become a celebrity. So, 
what's the what's the now tell me the businesses today you got you the celebrity tv stuff you got the author you have the speaker you have your president of of the business enterprises that you have right yeah, that's uh -huh. so those are pretty much it is there anything else out there no so i have my 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 fubu brand yep. kuji and several other brands that we license more of those um we have the consultant side um i just launched a, a brand on um QVC, a home goods for Catherine Zeta-Jones. So I still have my celebrity-ish. Are you uh, just still doing Pitt? Uh, no, still? I, haven't, I haven't worked with Pitt in a while, about, about a year and a, year and a half. <clears throat> and, uh, and then we have the blueprint space and uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of, so a lot which, of which of those do you like the most? Um, you can't. Yeah, no, yeah. you got to pick one. No, I had to cross. I, you know, because listen, I had to. I had to stop. So Shark Tank. How, how can I not like? Um, first of all, the the empowering of entrepreneurs, and on the on the other side, I'm learning so much from them on how they're doing business in such new ways that it's empowering me. Mm -hmm. I work with Catherine and Zeta Jones, and everybody said she wouldn't be able to do this, and she's one of the most. Rec she's actually one of the the number one person to make endorsements in the world over Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. She made three hundred thousand, three hundred million on the T-Mobile deal. But yet, I'm able to curate and create this product for her. The content is going and inspiring everyday individuals. Uh, I mean, and it, then the know. stuff you learned over here helps over here, right? I mean, of course, in terms of, of how to do that branding for that celebrity, you've done it here, and yeah, you practice. I, I it. keep, I keep learning, and yeah. in, in that in that time, I'm still failing. Yeah, I'm still failing with a lot of the brands that I may have or not have, and if I don't go back to it, it means I really wasn't as excited about it as I would have liked to be. But you try. But I tried. Yeah, I do that all yeah, the time. Yeah. I do that with the C-suite network. I yeah, do it with the work that we do. Yeah, you'll see people. You, you got to adjust. You just got to take affordable steps, adjust. And for, after a while, when it will get slow or stop, you know, you reinvigorate it because you're passionate about it. If you don't, then you weren't passionate about it. Yeah. So what do you worry about? I worry about my health. I worry about uh, spending enough time with my family. I, um, I worry about... Uh, uh, you worry I, about money? No. Okay. No. That's Thank good. God. Thank no, God, that's right? good. That's good. Well, because I'm cheap. Yeah, you are. I saw a lot of no, my No, it's like, no. It's, you, you, been, he been in my, he's been in my house. I have this house upstate. I have a beautiful, beautiful 200 acres, and the house looks like a doghouse. Like, I refuse. I refuse to put any money in this thing because um, I had... The, ta the table that we ate outside was a slab of marble you bought from somewhere. On, on auction. Two, yeah, on two sawhorses. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I, I Thanks had, for going all out. No I appreciate it. <laughs> I had, a, I had, listen. I, I had, I had seven houses. I had a fifteen thousand square foot home. Um, I had all the cars I ever needed. All the people that I made money at the same time. Me, basketball players, and most of them are bankrupt now. I started to change my life at a certain point because I realized all the houses my friends were enjoying them more than I was. Um, and I have very small imprints now. I don't even fly uh, private. Uh, too often because a round trip flight, as you know, to California, sixty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And you're still sitting in a seat like like yeah. this on, on a flight with one or two people that whatever the case is. I like to lay in a jet blue bed mm -hmm. and just say, "Keep bringing the double Tito's every two minutes. Just wake me up when I'm done." And it's two thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. So I, I take I take. 16 or 17 trips to California yeah. alone a yeah. year. Yeah. How much is that if I put it in companies? A lot. So you, we I'm should get you a Jet bastard. Smarter membership. Huh? We got to get you a Jet Smarter membership. Yeah. Oh, Jet oh, Smarter. Oh, wait, yeah, Jet Smarter. Well, you are a Jet Smarter guy. 
I, I'm on yeah, that. we'll do that. I forgot. No, that's no, right. Jet Smarter, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I do that. Because yeah. when I do private, I do, you do Jet do Smarter jet because it's six, six or eight people on the private jet. By the way, I'm a little bit of a tree hugger. So I don't want to fly a private jet by myself, you know, killing the environment just yeah. to get my ass someplace. You know. Last time I did Jet Smarter, I was on this. It was just me and Puff Daddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was. It, was, it was kind it's of cool. fun. So I, we had to flip for who was going to go get drinks for hey, I That love, was kind of cool. I, I love the Jet Smarter model. It's, it's a it's basically a, a smaller plane than a Jet Blue End or yeah. American, but you're on there with Whoever. You know, like-minded people. Yeah. yeah, like-minded people. Hey, why don't we go out to... Can we go out to questions? Would you guys like to ask some questions? Yeah. like to be able to do that. Who's, who's first? And what's... Hang on. What's, yeah, they told me I was supposed to give them advance warning. That's my advance warning. And uh, we're going to go back here in the back. I see Evan first, and then we'll do that. Evan has been with us for a long time. Evan, good to see you. Oh, then there's Larry behind. Where's Larry at? He's right behind. Larry's is right behind. There you go, Larry. Larry. Go ahead. Just curious, how'd you get on the show? Oh, how did you get called? Yeah. Um, they called me. Uh, they called me. They, they, at that time, I was doing my first book, Display of Power. And I started doing Donnie Deutsch and CNBC. And um, they called me up one day, and I never checked my... At that time, we had, you know, the, the, the messages on the phone. I mm-hmm. usually had 200. Uh, and they were all real estate brokers, stockbrokers, all that crap. Um, and then my assistant said, you know, Mark Burnett called. Was, was like, it Mark or was it Tim? It, or? it was somebody else in Mark's yeah. office. But they were like, Mark Burnett's office called, and they said they want to talk to you. So I got on the phone. I talked to them. They, we then did a Skype, and they told me about this stupid show with... Five business people talking about business. I was like, who the hell wants to see that? I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they told me this guy named Mark Cuban was going to be on. This is season one. Yep. They, um, and I said, no way in the world is that loudmouth guy who, who fights on the basketball court. And he's not going to be on. He has more money than God. And, and he's on TV every day. What the hell would he be on? I said, absolutely. I won't do it. Get out of here. You guys are crazy. So they get turned on when you say no. Yeah, right? they like that. They just kept calling me, and they said, I said, all right, I'll go out there to shoot the stupid pilot, no problem, because I went a free trip to California. Right? I, was, I was dating this girl in California at the time, so I thought I'd go out there to check her out. And um, I go out there, and I remember wearing my earrings, because I was uh, 37 at the time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the club, so I just want to keep this outfit on to go to the club. The show gets picked up, and they're like, yo, you got to keep the earrings in all the time now for uh, <laughs> consistency. Yeah, but those so are now big, I become the earring yeah, those, guy. Yeah, those are big earrings. Now so. I become the yeah, earring. Right. A lot of women guy. like to have that one yeah. right there. What is that, yeah. about four carat, five? Yeah, you know your numbers, yeah. Yeah, because I, I have to buy that shit. Yeah. For, uh, so I know what that is. <laughs> Let's go back here. Who's? Oh, hey, how are you, Kathleen? I'm good, thank you. Damon, what are you excited about for 2018? Ooh, um... That's a good question. I haven't thought about it yet. Uh, I, uh, are you really trying to close out this year? I am trying to close out this year. You got a number that you're trying to hit to close out? I'm not going to ask no, you a number. No, but, no, no, no. I mean, what do you, I mean, because like I got a number I'm trying to hit right now. Like next three weeks is very critical. But No, and I don't try to get a number. I try to get things uh, situated and poised to be ahead of next year. Um, I'm, I'm obviously excited about the book, and then we'll get into that for a second. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about, honestly, all the things I'm currently doing. Um, I do want to get a little bit more into um, making people aware of early detection because I went and got an executive physical. I, didn't, I had a nodule on my thyroid, and after the one-hour surgery turned into a three-hour surgery because I had stage 2 cancer. 
and I'm cancer free. And I re and I realize that too many executives and people in business, they don't take care of themselves. They take care of everybody else but themselves. And I started getting hundreds of letters after sharing with people, hey, you don't have to look at somebody sick and then say, oh, my God, one day that's going to happen to me. You can be ahead of the curve and get early detection. So in all my speeches and stuff like that, I share that. And I've been getting hundreds of letters with people saying that I saved their life or they, I, they made their father or daughter or somebody get that. So next year, I'm more excited about doing more of that um, awareness so people can save their lives. It's good. We, we announced before you got here, we've got Elytra Health that's here in New York. And these guys are doing Perfect. that kind of stuff. And it's just amazing. Right. And I yeah. do hear check other in, check, check, So let's check go. Who's out. got the mic right here? Hi, my name is Mark. Okay, there you go. Um, I have a question about how you structure experiences and kind of like advice, I would say. So you say you have your team, and then you have such multiple differentiated companies underneath. Do you take like the president from one team and bring them over to the other on how it's working? Like, how is it set up? Because I'm so yeah, diversified. Everybody. So everybody has probably two or three projects. The president of the company has a hundred. You know. Um, right. But they're, they're really placed in different areas. So speaking division is all on its own. Uh, if speaking division gets a lead and or something like that, they pass it over to the president. Um, sales goes into all the speeches that I have to see where they can go. And then as they retain potential clients, it goes out to whoever it may be, content, this, that. So basically, there's a person per area, like a brand manager. Yeah, so FUBU line would be with my other partners and then also with my FUBU partners and I would license out as much as I can because I don't want to take on the manufacturing and things like that. But you um, might have one person overseeing many brands, right? Not really. Not really. Ted is the only, the, the president is the only one okay. who floats throughout the brands and he kind of checks on people and he has his own three or four brands. And it's not, trust me, I, I wish I could tell you I had all my shit together. I don't. Every, every one of us, sharks as well, most of us, except for maybe, you know, a couple of us, have the same issues, you know? Am I spreading myself too thin? How do I, how do I move on to social media and deal with that world? How do I pay attention to the 20% that's making 80% of the money? But how do I move forward and not neglect them? You know, how do I get cash flow, the right staff? You can never find a good receptionist and or bookkeeper. I don't give a shit how many times you try, uh, you know? Uh, how is the product going to be, in, you know, uh, improved over the course of time? What are the new medical things, taxes? I mean, we all have the same issue, and it's a, it's a pain in the ass. But you have your like your whole boards in front of you, like a board that you take with all I do, businesses. I do. I do. And tech, really, my staff does. But yes, Lindsay, who we got back here? Hey, Elon. Perkins, FlyFit Global. My question is, how do you, outside of Shark Tank, figure out what deals to look at, and how do you like to be pitched? I don't look at any deals outside of Shark Tank for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, swamped with Shark Tank deals. So if it's a deal, it has to be massive. I mean, a, a, a big deal. And even then, I, guess, I have like two really big deals on the table, and I have to question myself if I even want to do them because I just there's only 24 hours in a day. So unfortunately, Shark Tank takes up most of my time, so I don't really look at other deals. Okay. But you tried to do that early, though. Early yeah. you tried, and it just killed. It, it, remember we talked about it. We, yeah, no. It, it, it almost it, killed you. It, it, it can kill you. Yeah. Because really literally, we were, you were getting hundreds coming in. Yeah. And so we think about the deals that never come in, and they just come direct or come around. So it's yeah, and, and, and a lot of the deals aren't even money. They're like, hey, man, I'll give you 5, 10, 20%. I just need you to do this. Just need me to do that is not anything. That's, I, if, you're dedic if I'm dedicated to it, it's going to take time. No
Wow, that's some insightful stuff, and it really leads up to talking about health and longevity, and who better to talk about that than Elytra Health? That's right. Elytra is one of our main sponsors, and I love this sponsor because they're a partner of ours in the C-suite. So listen, folks, we spend a lot of money and invested so many unimportant things. Isn't it time you start investing in your most valuable asset ourselves? Look, I'm 57 years old, and I used to think that was old. Now I believe it's just middle age. And so I got another 50 years to go, at least in this deal before, you know, just have nothing else but to tick off the people that don't like me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm investing in myself. And so I went to Elytra Health. It's the Manhattan Center for Life and Longevity. And this is where they come in. Okay. I go there. I spend the entire day. I meet with doctors. They feed me a gourmet breakfast, gourmet lunch. I sit down at the end of the day. I've had my bones tested. I've had CAT scans. I've had, I could get MRIs. I have my blood an- analyzed. I, they put me through stress tests. They, they made me do, do squats. They, I met with a dietitian. We went over my diet and I'm telling you, it's making a difference. I couldn't, I couldn't, Oh, I just can't tell you enough about this, how much excited I'm in because it's preventative care. Okay. They, you sit down with the doctor for hours and they tell you, take you, walk you through everything. Jeff, you got to work on this. Jeff, you got to work on this. You got to drop some weight and they put you on a program. And wow, it's so great. The entire exam is done in one day under one roof in the most stunning spa-like environment imaginable. Listen, folks, I want you to visit litrahealth.com and schedule your appointment today. You tell them that all business with Jeffrey Hazlett sent you. Okay. All business with Jeffrey Hazlett. You tell them I sent you Elytra Health. E-L-I-T-R-A health.com. Listen, make an investment in the most important asset you have, you. We'll go here and then Bill will come over here. Yes, sir. So hi, David. Uh, my name is Asher Nelson. Uh, first, thank you for being here with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Of course. Um, so my question is, you talk about your health and longevity, and I'm very curious to know how you maintain your mental clarity while going full throttle on all these different things you're doing. Oh, that's good. Really good question. So I, I practice something called goal setting. I, I, I read it the first time in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich when I was 16 years old. It's a very specific method. You can check it out. I think Brian Tracy has a, a book on it. The secret is all about goal setting, even though she doesn't say that in there. So I practice goal setting, uh, number one. Um, and I have... Uh, Many of my friends around me, many of my staff around me have known me anywhere from 20 years to 40 years. Now, think about it, I'm 48, and so you know me 40 years. i got four members of my staff that know me since I was eight years old. So when you keep people around you like that who are, who, who ground you and keep you focused, you know, because the minute I start saying, I'm a star, baby, I don't need to do that, my partner Keith would be like, remember when you shitted on yourself in second grade? I was there. And it brings you, it brings you back. To, all right, don't tell nobody, yeah. you know? Don't tweet that. Don't you can tweet, tweet that. that. I don't, I don't yeah. care. I didn't shit on myself. I'm just yeah. saying. But you, get, but you got other friends. I mean, you and I talk about yeah. stuff like that. I'll say, what the hell are you doing? I, right? I, I, you, good point. You, yeah. you keep like-minded people around yeah. that are real. I mean, you know. Because, you know it, it's an interesting conversation because, like, you know, sometimes I'll call you and say, hey, yeah. we should do And you go, Jeff, shut the hell up. It, it, well, I don't say that. Well, well come on, no, Jeff. but well, we do. Yeah. No, you don't, you're nice about it. But, yeah. but you and I have those conversations. We help each other that way. Well, like, that is ridiculous. Don't. Yeah. Or even know. like when we sit talking about coming to this and the books. Yeah, like, like, no, it's a good example, right? A good example. Was this? I said, hey, I want you to come and do this thing. Well, I'll do the thing. And he goes, well, I, I want you, you know, I'll, can I, I say yeah, it? Of course. I, I want you to buy the books. Damn, I ain't buying your freaking book, blah, blah, blah. He goes, 
what do you mean you're not buying my book? So I bought the book. So it's like, you know, that's, but it's like, I'm asking you for a favor. Of course I should do that. What was I thinking? You know, but that's a good friend. It's, it yeah. was like, boom, it's done. And by the way, I'm going to tell you more, more importantly, even though, you know, we know Lindsay very well and, and the staff very well, so many things get lost in translation because yeah. so many other people, they're talking about <laughs> so many other things going on. And the man got a thousand things going on that I had to pick up the phone and he had to pick up the phone and it was settled in three minutes because it was just uh, Us. nuances. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, I'm trying to play hardball. He was like, oh, now I know what you need. All right. And he's on another call doing some Bitcoin shit on some side, and then he's doing this. I'm in, I'm in Tahoe. The, the, no, yeah, you were no, in Tahoe, and I called yeah, you on that to, I was trying to fish. Yeah. I mean, it was difficult. You like fishing. I do. You do like fishing. I do. You got to come trout fishing with me. Uh, no problem. Bill, Bill, we got about another 15 minutes. We're going to get, we're going to worry. We're going to keep going. Just, just yell. Thank you for coming. But I want to segue back. He has clarity. My question is this. Time management prioritization, when you have your hands in so many different things and you have so many people coming to you, how do you, how do you manage yourself on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis with everything you have going on? The question is often asked. It's the hardest question to answer because it's something that, whether it, but two things, your health and your time are two things that you have to revisit every three, six months, bottom line. Um, you have to cut out all the things, the 80 that are only creating 20 and the 20 that are creating 80. I wish I could say it was easy. It's not, you know, um, I lost my first marriage to, uh, you know, running out there and working all day. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that um, I started scheduling time with my daughters, you know, and it seems so cold to say eight o'clock, you know, here. Um, but you gotta but you'll that. never get to it. If you you got to do right? that. You know, I'm unfortunate enough where my daughter wants to be in my company, so uh, i got to chase them around. Um, but very, very hard. And then it, it becomes, if you get to the point to have good people running the business, uh, managers, whatever the case is, take a little less, give them a little more, but they'll give you so much of the, their time. Because the thing about that is, I want to tell you something, uh, good people... You can't stop, like anybody in this room uh, who is a C-suite person who uh, strives to be somebody else, nobody can stop you from doing what you want to do and or leaving. So the good people in your company, give them a little more if you can. Uh, my staff, please don't listen to this. But if, give them a little more if you can, because if not, they're going to leave. They're going to leave and be your competition. They're going to be snatched up by somebody else. So if you try to give them a little more and give them... I try to give my people three things. Number one is the job you're hired for. Number two, you need to be a team player. And number three, if we get to that point, then maybe you'll create something that we can do together and you'll get a, a proper share or a little bit more off of that. Because when times got bad for me in FUBU and stuff like that, the good people all had other jobs to go to. It was the ones I've been dying to fire that yeah. just stay around. Stay around. You know what I mean? Because right. they ain't right. got no place else to go. They got nowhere like, to go. Yo, you got to get yeah. out of here. And they, uh, you know, what? I, one of the phrases that I've learned this year, and I learned it with from an advisor, uh, Jason Force, who couldn't be here today because he's doing a gig. And it's, it's um, and I love the saying, um, I will not do the work of my very motivated and talented team. I will I not like do that. the work of my very motivated like and talented I'm team. I'm going to use that on Shark Tank and sound like I'm smart. Yeah, yeah you should do that. You can, you can borrow the line. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, and, and so I use that all the time because so many times it's easier for us to pick up. It's easier for us to do it. Yeah. Right? Rather than let them do it and let them, they're going to fail. 
They're not going to do it exactly the way you want, but no one died. Okay, so now how do I get them to do it even better the next time and better the next time? And I, the next I time? figure when you know, when I, when they fail, I did something I did something wrong. I didn't communicate the right way. I didn't listen to them when they were trying to tell me something. I put them in some place that wasn't really for them, but they were trying the best they could to be part of it. So um, generally, that's what it is. Unless I find out universally by six, seven different people that this person may act a certain way, they're not this and that, then there's a different story. But if it's one-on-one, -on -one, they're communicating with me and they failed, then I failed. Yeah. Uh, I saw Michelle was right. Michelle, just stand up, Michelle, and yell. And then I'll come back. Oh, Devin. And I'll come back to Devin. Michelle. Hi. Hey, Michelle. Um, most of us in this room are advisors of some sort. We, we give leadership to other people. I'm curious, Red the Book Thinker, Red the Book Thinker, Red the Book Um, the, the question is, the question uh, is who the hell mentors me? Um, uh, you know, so there, there's the like-minded people like Jeff that we learn off of each other and we talk about our failures and or successes. But I believe, you know, the number one reason why people do succeed is mentors. And I believe life is a series of mentors. My first mentor was my mother. And uh, she's still my mentor. Your second mentor is usually that underappreciated commodity in this country called teachers that, that, that you run across that, that teach you the things that you need to do. After that, I started to, I, I, I sought out a mentor, and he was a man who ran a corner store in my neighborhood, a very small boutique store. But if you can, if you can do that over 20 years with competition, inflation, everything else like that, you know the fundamentals of business like every one of us knows. Um, my daughters are also mentors because, you know, mentors don't have to be older than you. They can be younger than you because my staff, honestly, they are the youngest, smartest millennials. And these kids are at work literally Friday night at 930. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? And they, they show me what is the newest things going on. And I'm open to it. You know, a lot of us look at our kids and go, what the hell are you listening to instead of what? are you listening to, right? So uh, that's it. And then my, my final, my last mentor I sought out is Jay Abraham. Um, oh, when, Jay, yeah. Yeah, when I just started getting onto the show, I called Jay Abraham about nine years ago, and um, I, I begged him to be my mentor, and, um, you know, he, uh, he, 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 he said yes. I got to get and, Jay on the stage here. Yeah, I got to do and that. And he said yes, but him saying yes is like three hours, but yes, yeah. he talks a lot. Yeah, he, Jay does talk a lot, if you don't know Jay. Devin, I saw you had it. Well, we can't miss Devin, can we? Yeah? How you doing, Damon? My name is Devin Steele. I met you a couple years ago at the Super Bowl gospel celebration in Arizona. And my question for you is, is you talked a little bit earlier about your battle with cancer and how going into 2018, you want to be more involved and help raise awareness for cancer. Do you no, or any- for health, for health for in health. general, early detection. Early detection. So do you or any of your companies currently partner with any foundations that do that? And if not, do you have any interest in partnering with one? Um, I do not at this moment. That's what I'm talking about I will be doing. Um, I partner with a lot of foundations. Again, there's only limited time. Um, but yes, I will be. I'm in conversations with uh, various organizations about bringing awareness to it. But more of them are really retailers and saying how people should come in and go and get checked up and then follow up with their endoscopies, pap smears, mammograms, uh, colonoscopies, and things of that nature. You got to do that. Hey, I'm going to go over to Larry because 
Larry, introduce us. Yep. So let's let, let Larry add. Larry the connector. He's, he, he is a freaking connector. Larry's very, very connected. Curious, biggest lesson you learned from your mom? The what? Biggest What's the lesson biggest lesson you learned from your mom? Uh, Did your yeah. mom still hit you? Huh? Does she still hit you every once in a while? Like, what are you doing? Like that? Does she? Yeah, do you, yeah. you have those moments yeah, with her yeah, still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mother could still beat me if she wanted to. <laughs> I, that's that's what it is, right? Well, we grew up like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up with respect. Um, I, I, Larry, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. It, she taught me so many things. Um, um, money is a, you know, a great slave, but a horrible master. What What do you say is, to is your daughter? What do you say to your daughter? that you know your mother said to you? Same thing, money is a great slave, but a horrible master. Money is a great slave, but a horrible master. Wow, okay, cool. Who's got another question? I saw there's one back here. Yes, and then we'll come up with Lisa My name's here. Vanessa Hall, I'm from now. Sydney, Australia. So uh, my whole focus is all around trust, and how do we elevate trust? Clearly, we've been talking a little bit about that already. You've been speaking about that. Can you tell me, how do you decide who it is that you trust when you're investing and when you're employing people? Oh, that's a great question. And, and what do you think is going on in the world around us right now? Because we clearly have a, a massive crisis of trust. What's the second part about going on in the world around us? What's going on in the world around us? We clearly have a massive crisis of trust, whether that's in politics yeah, or sure. it's in what we were talking about before. Sure. Um, you know... Uh, you know, trust, I, I go in the room, I go in there looking like everybody is, I trust everybody and I let them, I let them, I let them screw that up. You, gr you grant everybody sincerity? I grant everybody sincerity because, um, I, you know, when I first started to make some serious money, I, um, I remember hiring a young lady and she kept coming in at 11 o'clock and the time was supposed to be 9 o'clock to come in 9 a.m. And I, I got frustrated. I wanted to fire her because I felt like I'm not going to get another shot at this in life and you are on your, you, you're trying to destroy me, right? And I took it very, very personal. And I was like, you have no respect for me and nothing else of that nature. And I never really talked to her about it and I wanted to fire her. And I remember my partners at the time, my, they're still my partners, uh, said to me, you have to look at, um, you have to look at, at, at people as playing a game of chess. If you're playing a game of chess against somebody and they make a move, do you get mad at them? I go, no. They said, why are they making the move? They said, they're trying to win. And then he said, how do you know that that young woman doesn't have a mother that has cancer, is home, and she really can't afford to come to work because she has to take care of her mother, and she's in there, she's coming in two hours late and leaving as early as she can because she really can't even afford the job, but she needs the money to be able to stay home. And I started to look at that, and I started to then talk to people and try to ask, where is their motivation and things of that nature? to try to understand a little bit better. Trust with an employee and or investor is just like having trust with a, a, a partner, a husband or a wife. You're gonna go through a lot of challenges, but it's gonna only make it stronger if they're the right person. If they're not, then I allow them to destroy themselves. Um, and that's pretty much that with, with, with me. Uh, today where we're at, it's, it's a mess. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I, I've noticed one thing about now where we're at, people, uh, focus on small things and they believe anything they want to do, they never do their investigation on what's going on. Um, I, I, personally, I, I personally think that uh, the person in office is, uh, was not for us, but I do understand why people voted for the person because you just want to change. 
Um, and I think that even if somebody is a pro-Trump person, even like if you have one doctor, go to three, four doctors. You don't have to go 100% on what the person says. Take the things that are good for you and your society and the other things. Either try to ignore, try to say it's wrong, push it off. But it doesn't make the – you know, we're all on the same plane, and I'm hoping the goddamn pilot does the best job he can, right? Yeah, I thought, so, that, was, know, a, that was a great comment. Uh, uh, John uh, uh, Kasich said that. He yeah. goes. He goes. It's like being on a plane and yeah. hoping the the pilot. I didn't know somebody else said. I said the same thing. Yeah. 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 I would Casey usually give somebody credit, yeah. but he except did say for you, that. except for you, and shark, when I do the shark, shark tank, tank stuff, but, um, say, yeah, you do that line. But the bottom line is, I Sorry. think people major and minor in this world. I'm going to come over here, to Lisa, and then I'm going to come over here to Chris. So, uh, Lisa, your question. Lisa's from Canada. Came nice. all the way just to see you. Oh, good. Robert and Kevin are from Canada. Yes, I know. And I've been trying to get a hold of you, and this is why I've come here. This isn't to pitch you. This is my opportunity to say for everything that you've done, for everybody in this room in terms of inspiration, leadership, continually paying it forward and being of service to others, I want to say thank you very much. Thank I talked you. about you with uh, your cohort there, uh, Keith, on radio, and I've had Jeffrey on radio, so given what we now know your goal is for 2018 in terms of uh, self-care and getting checked and all that kind of stuff, you're welcome to come on my show. Well, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you very, very cool. much. Thank you. Thank you. What's the name of the show? So it's Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I'm with two global networks. One, of course, is C-Suite Radio and uh, another network, so combined listenership is four to five million. And uh, go live every Friday. I've been hunting you down. I've been relentless, which you would expect well, us yeah, to do. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. So, but anyway. By I the just... way, that's how you fucking do a pitch, right yeah. there. That was that. That's that was definitely done. Definitely done. Nice job. Do you have another question? May I shake your hand? Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, good job. Good job. Good job. All right. Let's go over to to Chris Westfall. Chris Westfall. Thanks so much. Nice job, Lisa. Damon, thanks for being here. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to start off by saying, you're my favorite shark. All right. Don't, so, say that to, don't say that to Barbara when you see her. Thank you. I, I want to ask you a question, though. You talked about goal setting and, you know, having watched the show for years, I've, I've seen you be very deliberate and kind of analytical in the way that you look at pitches and, and investment opportunities and that sort of thing. And I, I wonder if you could just comment on how the difference between analysis and intuition for you, and how much of a part does you know the sort of deliberate goal setting play a part in how you how you guide your life, and how much does intuition play a part? Yeah. It's almost all intuition because you know um, it's your gut, right? You have to trust your gut, and a lot of the companies, you know, people think that we can just buy everything we want. No, if I like the product, I'll just buy one, right? Why do I have to buy the entire company? And it, it, it's just really in in your gut. I mean, I try to tell the kids this often, and whether it's the kid, and it's always the entrepreneur. Is it in my gut about the entrepreneur? Now, um, if I feel that the, the scalability is not there like a Mori, then I'm going to tell them later on exactly as soon as, we, as soon as the camera's cut off, hey, I don't know if this is going to be good. I'll support you on this, but I have better ideas for us. Um, By the way, let me ask this question. I, I don't know if you can disclose this anymore. I know this not answer uh, because we've talked privately about it. Can you say how many of the deals actually go through? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, listen, the sharks were learning. The sharks were learning just as much. We're always learning, all of us. Year one, 30% closed. Year two, 40, 50, 60, and it kept going up. And now we close an average of 80%. Is that because they do a better job vetting the people before they get there? I, I mean, I just, I, Well, there's two reasons, right? 
year one, I didn't have the support staff that she was asking about for the brand managers and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and no, and, yeah, the, and like entrepreneurship, I sent my vetting team <clears throat> over to, uh, I, I, I sent the, the documents over to an attorney to vet. It was $150,000 illegal to vet something for $50,000 investment. So God rest his soul, I, I, I started to work with David Freshman, who is uh, past now. He has some called the Fashion Best, but he was a VC. So he already has software to vet it. Now it cost me $3,000 to vet a company, right? So now I started bring the staff around. Do I need sales, branding, marketing, and teams? On the flip side, like you said, they didn't know how to vet the deal flow because you're a, you're a legendary casting agent. You're not a business person. So year one, the first person I joke, and I say this all the time, year one, the first person cuts up there and says, hey, I'm doing $30 million of business. I have one employee. The casting agent didn't know to say, well, where exactly do you sell crack? They, yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, they didn't know what, what to ask. Yeah. But after... <laughs> you know, you know, you do yeah, what you know. Yeah, I can but, do the math. But after Just Like America, they see 200 <laughs> pitches a year. They become very, very they sad. Get, they get sad. And, and they, yeah. that, so that's well, and he's also taking a piece now. No, so. they don't. They took away the piece. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's a good, another good point. They first had a 5% of perpetuity. Yeah, you had to give 5% of your company and, just and to show up And real deal flow companies would be like, I'll yeah. give them 5%. And then Mark Cuban said, listen, I did the season one or two, and he said, I... I'm not comfortable. I can't exit these companies. You're not doing the best thing for entrepreneurship, even though you you only think about American Idol yeah, style right. stuff. He said, right. I'm going to leave the show if you don't take this away because we want to give people a chance. That's and the good. Show said, no problem. Yeah, because I would recommend people because you could take five right yeah. off the bat. So yeah. it's, it's a bad. Hey, so I want to end with another thing that you've got here, uh, Blueprint, because I'm, I'm I jumped in. Blueprint. Talk, it, talk about this yeah, because so you're going to have some of your team here. And so my team is here. My Blueprint team is here. Blueprint is my space in, on 39th Street that um, it is for what I call fellow sharks. Uh, it's a co-working shared space. Um, you have people like uh, Jeff up there and Jet Smarter. You have companies like Lisa Sleep. They have 100 people in Virginia, but they need three people here in New York. You have uh, Desmond Tutu Foundation. Um uh, a bunch of other brands up there who are a lot of liquor brands too. Yeah, either leaving three people or or full staff there, and um, can't pitch anybody in there. Um, we have a waiting list, but the problem, the challenge is, a lot of people had thought it was a place where it was more for the we work. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's great for startups, but I can't have Jeff and his staff, you know, working up there and utilizing the space, and then somebody's pitching them at the water cooler for. You know, ideas, and, and this is about this is about like-minded people, like fellow mutual sharks, respect, mutual respect, that are learning from each other. Absolutely. I mean, we get along, right? Well, I yeah. love, as you know, I for the last but eight years, I've been doing nothing but co-working space of some kind yeah. mm-hmm. and leasing, and then I found your stuff, and then we got these Veridesk that stand up. So yeah. now I'm standing up, I'm getting healthier. It's really cool, and and then and wait till summertime. You know, we have we have three roofs. I know, outside, decks. yeah, yeah. yeah so. We, I, our, our guy, our, one of our guys got caught. Uh, so anyway, smoke, if you smoke. want to know about it, Beth is over there. She's raising her hand up there. You can find out about yeah. it. Uh, you you would have to be fill we out love an app- it. application and be vetted if 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 you think it's the yeah, right. Yeah, we thing. were lucky to get approved, yeah. uh, but we oh are, whatever. Yeah, you're you're the perfect company. Up we we well, I thank you. We like think we are, but you know, but we like it. And you and you and by the way, free Monster know, Energy drinks too. You know, I love that. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Like six of those a day. It's awesome. Oh, can I give away my Damon on Demand? I was yeah, uh, sure. Awesome. All right, you can so, do whatever you want. By, by the way, I have this program called Damon on Demand. It's uh, and I'm I'm. Uh, because of C-Suite, I'm going to gift uh, five digital 
five digital copies. It's an online course. It's eight hours of my biggest mistakes and or things you can learn from. It's interactive. So today, if we're talking about Snapchat and two years from now, something else is hot, then we just upload another hour on whatever it is. Like an, it's like an app. So it's called Damon On Demand, and we're going to pick five people. We're going to have Jeff pick the five. No, it would be the app. first five people to fill out their uh, forms. Okay, so here's how to do it. Take out your phones. I'm going to just tell you what it is. And maybe you don't need it, but here's who else to give it to. You know that cousin of yours who keeps asking for a loan to start a business? Or your kid who keeps saying they need to do this and that? Let them go through the eight hours of it. So we're going to give away five of them. They're worth $1,000. So just take out your phones and text the shark, no space, the shark, to 44222. And um, we can have Lindsay and Jeff just email that out if you... We'll do that. We'll moment. put it in the next newsletter, too. The Shark 44222. All right. We're out of time. I want to appreciate it. I thank you. Everybody give a hey. round of applause. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Okay. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. Hey, at the end of every show, I'd like to talk about what I learned. Man, there was a lot of insight there, wasn't it? A ton of insight. And man, if you're a thought leader, and even if you're not a thought leader and you're running your own business, you can learn a lot from Damon John. That guy's a shark. And, and you know what? A nice guy. So I can tell you what I learned. You can be a shark, which I mean a shark, bloodthirsty, hammerhead. I mean, this is the kind of guy that when, he's, when, when there's a drop of blood in the ocean, he will smell it and go for it. All right? He's that way in business. But you know what? He's also a swell guy. He's one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. And I say that in a manly sort of way. Okay? So sharks can be great people. Great business people can be great, you know, are great people. And they don't have to be, you know, quite frankly, assholes. Right? That's what we learn. So, you know, go out and be a shark, but be a real decent human being. And that's what we learn with Damon John right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlitt. And don't forget. You know, we're on C-Suite Radio. There's lots of other shows out there that you can go and listen to and go uh, take part in. So do me a favor, recommend C-Suite Radio and all business to a friend. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.